following podcast is part of the Underdog Sports Podcasting Network. For a full list of our shows, as well as breaking sports news and engaging feature stories, visit us at www.theunderdogsports.com. to another episode of Picking Winners. And guys, the gang is back together this week. Uh, my co-host up in the city of Brotherly Love, Chris Smalls Angelos. Chris, how are you this morning? I'm doing good, Tyler, but it's really about you, baby, because your birthday was last night. Uh, we won't say your age if you don't want us to, but uh, you know, how was your birthday? How was the day after? Uh, it's good. It's early in the morning. We had to we had to make some concessions to get everyone on the on the show this week because you're flying around the country working. Bart's flying around the country uh, watching his favorite sports teams. But yeah, turned thirty on Tuesday night. It's Wednesday morning, so I'm feeling old, feeling a little under the weather. Surprisingly, not under the weather from celebrating. Just you know, it's the winter time, guys. You get sinus infections, but I appreciate you guys wishing me. <laughs> when you turn 30 you just you don't get sick anymore from like long nights or anything you're just sick all the time it's the long nights it to like 11 now for Tyler. yeah actually on the uh i had a surprise 30th birthday party on saturday night not ashamed to say that i was in bed by 11 o'clock so but that other voice up there uh not in a tank of water as usual and back from santa clara andrew bart bart how are you this morning I feel like a national champion this morning, Tyler. <laughs> yeah, let's uh, let's talk about that before we recap the week. So you go out to Santa Clara. Tickets to get in the game were pretty cheap. You had a flight that you had to change planes a couple times. Stayed at the same hotel as Alabama and uh, got to watch the biggest ass kicking that Nick Saban's ever gotten. How did that feel? The biggest loss he's had since he was the Dolphins coach. It was awesome. I really did not expect the game to go like that obviously no one's predicting a a Clemson blowout but I I don't know the way the game started I really didn't feel that comfortable until Bama just kept dropping back to pass and they kind of abandoned the run it's like uh Loxley listened to the two of you idiots last week saying how they were going to pick on the Clemson secondary and just throw all over them and just decided we're not going to run the ball today well, to be fair to Mike Loxley, uh, Bama actually, all things considered, I haven't really watched the All-22, think I'm going to burn that tape, uh, cost me you know, a, a nice uh, chunk of pride. But I, I think that Bama actually outplayed him in the first half. They just made too many mistakes. But they had 100 yards rushing in the first half. It's not like they couldn't have won the game, but all of a sudden you, know, you outgain him by 70 yards in the first half, but you have two turnovers the huge false start penalty at the two where they tried the little like trick play and and then they ended up getting a field goal. And then they had the big sack where Tua just wasn't even paying attention. And you go in halftime down 15. And I think 
they panicked. And that's, you know, it, it's amazing because you don't see that from a Nick Saban team. But I agree with you, Bart. A couple things you guys didn't touch on last week. Like the Clemson special teams are okay. Like they were fine just getting the ball in the 25 on every kickoff. They didn't want any negative plays. And the Clemson kicking game is okay. The punter is all right, but the Bama kicker is so terrible. He's like terrible. that's, yeah. He almost missed the first extra point. He misses the second one. Then they line up for that 39, 40 yarder and like Clemson knows you're going for it. That guy's not making a 40 yard kick. That that was one of the most like puzzling Nick Saban decisions I've ever seen. And then like, he we've... comes out and says the same thing Kirby Smart says. That, well, a guy missed a block. Otherwise, it was a good fake. That was not a good fake. Actually, there is an argument. Like you can actually see the guy go miss the block. But it, it, why are you running it with Mac Jones? Like why don't just just give the ball to Tua on fourth and six? Like or if they don't want to do that, what had been working all game on those fourth and shorts was the Wildcat. Josh, Josh Jacobs yeah. and the Wildcat. Yeah, just yeah. line him up. You know he's running the ball, and Clemson still couldn't really stop that. He's a good running back. They've got – I mean, they didn't play great, but their line is good. They didn't play great. Yeah, their their D-line didn't – like, Bama's D-line did not – Quinn and Williams was fine. They did a really good job on him. He had a couple big plays. Their linebackers, they, they struggled so much with pre-snap motion. It was unbelievable. Like, like yeah, there I was were reading couple, about guys' draft stocks, how it was affected. And it's pretty much what you said. Like, Williams is obviously going to be one of the first linemen off the board. But everyone else on Bama's defense that you touched on, not not good. Yeah. And, you know, and I think, like, Patrick Sertan's going to be very good. And Deontay Thompson's obviously he, – he's good. Like, there's no yeah, question about it. He will be one of the first safeties off the board. Yeah. But, like – it was amazing. Like it was the first time you never see a Nick Saban team kind of like looking around, being like, "What the hell do we do?" Like I've never, I, I honestly, at Alabama, I don't remember the last time we saw that. Maybe Tebow in two thousand nine. Like it, it's literally been that long. So I'm glad that you spent you know a good amount of change to get out there and see the game. Uh, it was relatively cheap, surprisingly. Dabo's never going away, which is really disappointing. Uh, it's just he's never going away. Trevor Lawrence, you know, send yourself an email now. 2021 first overall pick it, it'll be pretty hard for him to not be that guy i think so the, the other thing that i'm not sure of after watching the game is i don't know how two is going to be as an nfl quarterback before the game i was kind of hoping the skins would tank next season and end up with tua now i'm not sure i want that maybe they need to like be mediocre for the next year and then tank 2020 and then just get get trevor because i am sold on that guy I would, I would rather have Trevor. Uh, speaking of a team that has an embarrassment of riches at the NFL, uh, or at the quarterback position, let's go over to Smalls. Smalls, the Philadelphia Eagles, uh, they pull a rabbit out of their head, as Jason Witten would say. Keep fighting another day, beat the uh, Bears 16-15. to 15. We touched on it a little bit on, on Tuesday's episode, but your, your thoughts on, on Big Nick energy? Yeah, I mean... Guys, I've said it for a long time. When a quarterback is playing a certain way or when they have a certain demeanor, they elevate the rest of the team. They also elevate a hidden element, right? And that was the tipped field goal, the missed field goal by Cody Parkey. The whole team is ready, and they are behind Nick Foles. Nick Foles... I mean, he's just clutched. That's what I'll say about him. Did he play a great game? Uh, 
you know, the beginning was a little rough. I thought the one interception wasn't his fault. And then he put uh, that ball in the wrong spot. He put that ball in the wrong spot. I'm not saying Smallwood yeah, should have caught yeah. it, but he put it in the wrong spot. It shouldn't have been on the inside. Correct. It should have been on the outside. But at the end of the day, it shouldn't have been a pick. And then he threw a bad interception, but he came up in the clutch again. That drive and to fourth down, you have a timeout. Him and Dougie P, you're thinking maybe Philly Philly, little Philly specials coming at you. No, sir. They just run a nice little out route with Golden Tate. Touchdown. It was a beautiful thing. The Eagles are magic again. That's what I'm going to say. And if you don't think they're coming into New Orleans with Sean Payton, who ran up the score on them earlier this year. He slowed it down. They should have put up more than, what was it, 47, 48? 48. Whoa, whoa, whoa. He threw a pass with eight minutes left that was a fly route on, like, second down. If you down. don't like it, that's, stop it. No, no, that's – but No, they scored, saying, four, they scored on I, fourth. I don't – didn't. Wasn't the Alvin Kamara, like, go route? Uh, it was, like, a wheel route. It was, a, it was fourth down. That was the last touchdown. So, Bart, that's fine. No, I don't – it's fine. I'm just saying now you gave a fuel to a team that you're going to see in the playoffs that has a lot of magic going, and you haven't, you know, their stars haven't played for three weeks, and they weren't playing that great at the end of the year anyway. Ah, I don't know, man. I, if I'm the New Orleans, I'm a little scared. I'm a little worried. Or maybe I'm a little overconfident, and the Eagles come out and punch them in the mouth because this defense is way different than when they played in New Orleans. It's a scary sight, baby. I can only see the birds, you know, flying high and winning the Super Bowl. So that's my that's my take. Yeah, I don't know about that, and I'm, I'm sure Bart has more of an opinion than I do. Uh, New Orleans seems pretty tough in the Superdome. This Philly team can move the ball, which they could not do, you know. With the golden child. First down. Yeah, they, they can get first downs. That's what, that's what I said last week. I said you had to start off the game first down. So you kept that Chicago defense on the field a lot of times, and at least you move the ball. Some of it didn't result in points. Some of it only resulted in three. But the Eagles moved the ball against the Bears, so they wore that defense down. So at the end of the game, I mean, the defense was still good, but they weren't, you know, the the fresh Chicago Bears that they could have been. That game should not have come down to whether or not Cody Parkey makes a kick. The biggest thing is the Bears letting Foles drive the field on them to, to get that touchdown. The, num- the number one defense. And the Bears let them, I mean, they let them move the ball on them a lot of the game. Like, yeah, they gave up 16 points, and, and you would expect to win if you give up 16. But, you know, Foles made plays. Like, that. that's for sure. I'm a little. I mean, it seems like eight points is a lot. I, we all probably have this game in our picks, but it, it does seem like eight points is a lot of points. And, and this Eagles team is is not. I mean, they're not the same. They're not. It, it, they're. I want to say they don't scare me, but at the same time, it seems insane to take to lay eight points against Nick Foles right now, which I ne- I literally never Nick, thought can I would you say bet against Nick Foles. I don't know. <laughs> I, I really don't know. Uh, let's go to the other games real quick. I mean, I thought Andrew Luck was the most impressive player of the first weekend, in my, in my opinion. I thought the, the Colts looked really good for two and a half quarters, two quarters, and then all of a sudden they didn't really do anything in the second half. But, I mean, they basically crushed Bart's boy, Deshaun Watson, like Smalls' favorite animal, a boa constrictor. Game was never really close. Watson didn't play well. Colts go into Arrowhead. I mean, and we know what happened the last time. This was like the Andrew Luck, like, 40-point comeback game. Saints are the one seed. What do you think about your boy Big Red Smalls? Are we are we feeling like Andy Reid is is rolling, or, or are we a little bit nervous for the Chiefs? 
Listen, I, I, I love Andy Reid. Everyone knows I love Andy Reid. I love what he did in Philly, and I want the best for him. The problem with Andy Reid, the Colts, and like I'm on total agreement with you, they're playing really well, and they they play really well on both sides of the ball right now. A lot of football, a lot of playoff football is getting hot at the right time, and I know like that's that's a cliche, and it's the same with baseball. But when you're playing really good as a unit on both sides of football at the end of the year and you get in the playoffs, it's scary. And sometimes that bye week, yeah, it can refuel your body and you take the last week kind of off. That's really good for the players. But this team's hungry and they're playing a team who hasn't played for a little bit of time. And they're ready. That's what I think the Colts. I think that defense is ready to, and they're going to throw different things at Patrick Mahomes that he hasn't seen this year. And they're going to play him tough. And I don't think it's going to be the Chiefs throwing all over the field. And I agree with you, Andrew Luck and Frank Reich, they're really on the same page. The whole offense is doing well. It's going to be about protecting Luck. And same thing with Nick Foles. Andrew Luck moving the ball down the field, taking his shots when when he can, and protecting the football against a weak Kansas City defense. I think this game has all the makings for the most likely upset. You think this this one's the most likely upset? Yeah. Yeah. What do you What do you think, Bart? Well, in terms of this game, I think the Chiefs are a little more dangerous than the Texans. The Texans were beat up. Hopkins was their only other, only real weapon. The Chiefs much more dangerous. I, I don't know. I think Mahomes gets done. It's not the Alex Smith Chiefs anymore. Sorry, Tyler. But I think I, I would not be surprised if the Cowboys won, the Chargers won. Though I hate that they flew home to fly back east. That was such a weird decision. Like, I don't understand. Like, who's making those choices? Why would you do that? I get you got to see your was, family. That but. was one of my picks until I remembered that they went back west to come back east. And, like, I, I did that yesterday, and I'm tired. I couldn't imagine doing that back-to-back weeks. Like, I don't understand. Like, the Chargers – now, the weather in New England is supposed to not be great. This is, this is probably the – I'm excited to watch all the games, but this is probably the one I'm the most excited to watch. I, I really like watching the Chargers. M- Melvin Ingram was flat out unbelievable against Baltimore. We've all read about this. We've read about this stupid like three safety defense where they had you know the safeties in at linebacker and stuff like super cool. But like, I mean, until somebody goes into Foxborough, the Patriots still haven't lost at home. It's still Philip Rivers. Like, I don't know, man. I just my heart wants to take the Chargers and my head wants to take the Chargers, but I just, I don't know. I, I really don't like it's, it feels like if this game was in LA or I don't even know then if they would win, but I just don't see the Chargers coming in and, and winning. I'm not saying they can't cover, but for some reason, like maybe I just have too much respect for Brady and Belichick because I think the Chargers are way better than the Patriots. Like, I think it's not that close, but I don't, I don't, I don't know that I see a scenario where the Chargers win the game. Especially after we saw how they, we saw them close against the Ravens, like they were they were literally dominant. The Ravens defense did everything they could to keep the game within like three scores, and then at the end of the game, Lamar had the ball driving to win somehow. I know, I know. It's it, <laughs> it's crazy that you know things can happen like that. And I, I think the Philip Rivers thing in New England, I, I totally agree with you. It, it's one of those things. The Chargers are better than the Patriots. They are a better team. Um, they've been better throughout the year. I think they have better talent. But 
again, this take it back to last week when I'm I was an idiot and I was like, can't bet against Nick Saban. You know, it comes down to this: the Alabama doesn't lose. Maybe this is kind of the year of that, where it's like, oh, New England doesn't lose at home, and the Chargers come in and flat out, you know, upset them. And it's it's the end of the Patriots dynasty as we know it. The, the problem is, <laughs> and I, I think we can all agree, like we've watched enough football. None of us is like a football guy per se, except for Bar- or except for Smalls who just keeps banking off picks. But like we know what the Pats are going to do. Like all year, we're just like, hey, can you go tempo, go no huddle, don't really need to run the ball a ton. Like you have to run it some, but like short passes, all that stuff. And like they're going to end up doing it, and they're going to somehow neutralize Ingram and Joey Bosa. It'll be really interesting to see what they do with Derwin James. I mean, he still is a rookie. He hasn't been in this moment. He was awesome last week again. But, like, I don't know. It just feels like we always get this game plan where Brady comes out, and this is going to be my picks as a prop. But, like, you just see him with 500 completions, and they win the game somehow. But last game, and I'll go to you, Bart, because you mentioned this one. Uh, Dallas, Dallas at the Rams. I mean, Dallas, so stupid last week that they – I don't know. They win in spite of Jason Garrett. The under was an absolute lock. The team scored 22 points in the fourth quarter. Janikowski tears his hamstring. You guys push instead of covering when they would have kicked the field goal. Just the dumbest game in the history. Hopefully, hopefully people waited and bet this one late and they got the extra half point and, and got a winner. Yeah. It, yeah, I would I would have waited and I would have got the two and a half. So we can just mark that as this the was one of, This was one of the <laughs> stupidest beats of all time. Seriously, like this game, it, the final score should have been like 13-10. Seattle... People bitched and bitched and bitched about the Seahawks play calling. And the only thing I'll say is that if you're complaining about the Seahawks play calling, you didn't watch the Seahawks all year. Like, this is who they are. how they were all year. They don't want to let – and I said this on the show last week. We should clip it. But, like, they don't want to let Russell Wilson make mistakes. So everyone's saying, like, hey, you have Russell Wilson. Like, you guys got to understand, like, this This is who this. This is who they were. And, and you know, the Cowboys win the game. But this feels like the – I don't even know if it's that they don't want him to make mistakes or that, like, Baldwin's clearly hurt. Lockett's like a nice receiver, but like their offense just isn't that explosive. I think, I think they played this way because they had to. Did you see the? Did you see like the uh, stat that Russell Wilson had a perfect passer rating this year, throwing to Tyler Lockett, and it was on like literally seventy-five or eighty throws. He's he's made so many big plays that like they they. I don't know, man. Like it, it, it did feel like Dallas knew, like, all right, Chris Carson, like he's going to run it every play, and they were going to stop it, and and so it felt like Seattle needed to be a little bit different. But again, like, I just feel like I, I can't, I don't love the media being like, hey, Pete Carroll and uh, you know Brian Schottenheimer, you guys lost the game for your team. Like, I don't, I don't know that they did, but so this, this is this feels like a, an interesting matchup because it feels like there'll be a lot of Cowboys fans in LA, but also, I guess a lot of public money's come in on the Rams, so. I kind of think that Dallas is in an okay spot here. I, I don't think that they're super talented. I've been critical of their offense all year, but I don't know that I've been super impressed with the Rams lately. So, Bart, you said that you think Dallas can win. Like, why do you think that? I don't think the Rams have played well for a while. Todd Gurley is beat up. Dallas's defense is, is very good, and I, I think Zeke will have a good game. Enjoy this last day because the world's ending because I totally agree with Bart here. The Cowboys. We don't always disagree. Sometimes you (laughs) use logic and reason when you you make your picks. Well, here's what I – just what I see in the NFL, like, and I'll reiterate this, that when you have a really good defense and you're playing well at the right time. (laughs) Except last week when all the top defenses lost. No, no, but, but, whoa, yeah, but was it defensive battles, most of them? 
Like it kept them in the game. Is my Under, point. And underdogs three won. and one last week and should have been four and zero. Yeah, but I, my point is the Cowboys seven points to the Rams. I mean, there is no reason that the Cowboys, essentially playing a home game in great weather, can't no, it's, win hold this on. Game. it's not going to be a that, home game. That's that actually is that's a little bit of a misnomer. As of right now, the secondary market has about fifty fifty. Yeah, 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 yeah. Well, well, we listen to Tyler die. What do you mean secondary market? Are you just talking out of state? No, I'm, sa- I'm saying that I'm saying that there's not as many Cowboys fans as people. Like I think people are just assuming it's going to be 75 percent Cowboys fans. I th- I think California, I think LA is loaded with uh, Cowboys fans. I think internal that first market in LA is Cowboy fans. I don't know about that. I'm I'm not I'm not arguing with you. I'm telling you, I don't think it's going to be 75 percent Cowboys fans. I think it's going to be 50 50 playoff. California. Even if it's 50-50, that's not a home. That's Hold a home on. game for the Cowboys. How is that a home game? Because you're you're LA. It's like the Miami Heat. It's all fraud that's fans. True. And you got to remember one thing about fraud fans: Smalls. They come out for the playoffs. Yeah, but they don't care, and they don't know what they're rooting for. They're cheering all while their team's on offense. So it's yeah, going to be when, when it's the Rams, be some, when the Rams get down seven three, they're going to be quiet. Yeah, and they're and they're going to be cheering on offense. It's going to be loud. It's going to be chaos. It's going to be all Cowboys. I hate. The I Cowboys. don't know what's happened, but me and Smalls locks. All right, let's. Uh, <laughs> so it, I mean, it's going to be it's going to be super fun. It's going to be super fun divisional round. Like teams, I wanted to see win. I, I almost, I kind of wanted to see the Ravens win. Not really. I, I, I was rooting more for the Chargers, but I, I'll be sad to not watch Lamar. But but super fun matchup. As you gear up for the biggest game in the NFL season, Podcast One is teaming up with the Underdog Network to be your one-stop shop for all things football. As the big game draws closer, Chris Horwadell is joined by the Dan Patrick Show Danettes for their NFL postseason analysis. I, I, I don't disagree with you. This could be one of the ugliest games of football of all time, uh, which the Jaguars were already a part of one of those against the Colts this year, so we'll see True. if they replicate that. Check out the Underdog Network and and the Dan Patrick Show every week on Podcast One or wherever you get your favorite podcasts. Let's go to Fades real quick because you know Smalls has a big business meeting this morning, so we got to move this along. But Smalls, what do you get? What do you got from Fades this morning, big guy? Don't put me on. You know, don't put me on blast. You do don't have a. Do that. You do have a business meeting. I'm going. You know what I'm doing? I'm going right to for my fades. I'm going right to coaching hires again <laughs> because I'm going to fade one coaching hire each week. I like that. Did you? I like let let's let's look at something, right? Is this? Am I, I'm right. I'm not wrong about this Cliff Kingsbury news, right? He's, I've been out. He of is time. the Arizona Cardinals head coach. So you're telling me, and I get it. He Patrick Mahomes. He had that offense, and it was great. And they went five six. And Baker yeah. and uh, and yeah, Johnny. That's football. great. Now he's got Josh Rosen. I, I'm just saying, a college coach gets fired. Doesn't have a great year. He goes from the U.S. to the USC offensive coordinator to the Arizona Cardinals head coach immediately. The Arizona Cardinals head coach. There's this thing going around. It's a bug of these young offensive minds. Everyone's trying to get the next Sean McVay, and it's a bad thing. Listen, some people, sometimes in an era, you hit on a couple good good guys and you look at that profile type and everyone tries to mimic and copy each other in the league and it's a bad idea it's almost like a, it's a false sense of reality they just pulling these guys like even LaFleur the 25th ranked coach 
uh, offensively for the Titans is now the Green Bay Packers head coach. It's all crazy to me. If Cliff Kingsbury does something with Josh Rosen, who I think stinks, who I think won't be in the NFL in two years, he's an absolute magician. Here's why I say we, Cliff we should bet on we should bet things. on that. He will he will be in, he will be in the NFL in two years. Yeah, you know why I'm okay with the Kingsbury hire? It's different. It's different. Okay. Yeah, I agree. With okay, that. that that's okay. I, I'd rather see Kingsbury get a chance. Maybe he gets a good defensive coordinator. And he does well with that offense. I'd rather see that than like see, Mike McCarthy or one of these like boring old guys who like see so that's the problem. That's why I'm fading. Like Kingsbury flamed out. Fine, I'm okay with the chance. That's chance. why I'm fading it because because that reasoning. If you just say a reason's different, you get crucified. That is an awful reason just because it's different. And I guarantee Arizona is so dumb and they're so out of touch that that was their reasoning. Oh, it's different. But Smalls, you, but Smalls, you know what a lot, you know what a lot of these guys are, though, and that's the problem with Kingsbury. I don't think it's going to work, honestly. Like, I, I think there's probably too much ego. There. I don't, but he's yeah. also going into you're, a bad you're talking situation. About being the CEO of a football team of men, though, guys. <laughs> Listen, I, I agree with you. The Matt Lafleur hire, I like a little bit better, just because like the Tennessee situation was really bad. Like, it just was bad, and you get Aaron Rodgers, but it's also like you got to make sure this guy's correct because. You have Aaron Rodgers for a couple more years. The other one I really liked, honestly, and we were talking about retreads, but like I like Bruce Arians in Tampa. I think that's a good one. Like it's a culture. It's a. I agree. It's a culture change too. He, he's he's really good at, at, at his quarterbacks throw for a lot of yards. Like he, he's good at you know. I just think he'll be good for Jameis, hopefully. But I, the, the coaching tree thing is weird because like it looks like the Browns are going to hire either Freddie Kitchens or Kevin Stefanski. Like, how do you hire Kevin Stefanski? It just doesn't make sense. Like, I don't, I don't know. I think guys are, are panicking. Mike McCarthy is, it seems like, going to be the Jets head coach if Jets Adam Gase doesn't get the job. I so just I, read. Yeah, like, what the I, – I don't know. I don't know. I, I, Smalls, I'll give, you, I'll give you this. It seems like NFL teams – and I think this year the situations aren't amazing. Cleveland is pretty good this year. Green Bay's okay. I think the Jets is okay if you like Sam Darnold, but if they're not going to change their front office, it's not great. But some of the other situations just stink, Smalls. So, like, they might not be able to – you know, Kingsbury for Arizona, it's weird that they just fell in love with him so quick because he was not a great coach in college. But he is a good play designer. He's different than, like – it's not just total air raid yeah, like Mike Leach. Guys, like he, head, head coaching in the NFL is, like, to, it's totally different than He gets than into college, the office at, too. like, 4.30 in the morning. That's nice. <laughs> that on Cardinals overs next year. Cardinals over. Let's talk about how good-looking the coaches are in that division. we got Kingsbury, <laughs> McVay, Kyle Shanahan, and then Ann Pete Carroll. I mean, unbelievable NFC West. All right, I got – I got uh, one, of, one of those doesn't fit with the others. I got a couple – I got a couple fades, uh, but I'm going to – I guess I'm just going to go with the NFL referees. Like, can we just stop blowing plays dead Ooh. in the NFL? Two, like, two weeks in a row. Like, if, this is just unbelievable, all right? Like, just let the play happen. You're going to review it anyway. So, like, why are we blowing plays dead? Like, the Chargers and Ravens fumbles. Like, and then, the, again, we, we talked about the Ravens last week with the, with the Lamar fumble at the goal line. But, like, just stop doing it. Just stop. Also, like, how is what's, – what's J.J. Watt's brother on the Texans' name? He's Derek Watt, right? Or is that T.J. Watt? Which one's, which one's on the Chargers? Uh, Derek, Derek Watt. Derek. Like, we had an unbelievable view where he clearly rolled into the end zone, and then they reviewed it, and he didn't get in. 
And then the next play, Melvin Gordon probably fumbles, and they reviewed it, and he's down at the half-yard line. Like, I, I just don't understand. And then in the Eagles game, they end up making the right call on that uh, – I think it was – who caught it? Allen Robinson, I think? Or no, no, no. Uh, Anthony Miller? Like, yeah. How does that, that one take that ball off? And, and also, like, how was that not a catch? Like, it clearly was a catch. Even in the game, you could see that it was a catch. He takes three steps. Yeah, but the rule needs a clear recovery. No, no, Smalls, I agree with you. They, they ended up with the – they made the right call. But what I'm saying is that the only reason they made that call is because the refs just botched it. So, like – I think it, the guy spun around and he, he saw it and he didn't see that he made the catch. But, yeah, you're right. Just call it complete. And then, don't blow the whistle. Someone picks it up. That's it. They didn't pick up the ball because the refs are literally blowing their whistle over and over and, the and over guy, again. The ref it's picked like, up the ball like right away. You know what I mean? Oh man, it's it's bad. I, I have one other I have one other quick fade, and I just want to fade NFL coaches because like these guys are literally so bad at their job. Like just they're just so bad. Like Bill O'Brien, like wh- what are you doing? Like they have the ball down twenty one nothing in the first half, or down fourteen nothing in the first half on their own like thirty nine, and this guy punts. Like what are you, what are you doing? Matt Nagy, like, call a timeout early when the Eagles get that first down, like, to go uh, like right in the fourth quarter with, like, a minute 40 to go. The Eagles get a first down to Alshon Jeffrey. Call a freaking timeout. Like, what are these guys – like, I don't understand. Matt Nagy's clock management was so bad at the end of the Eagles game. And I hated the second down spike because then third down, you can't really run a play. You, you know what would be different? If a coach, you know, an NFL coach or the coaches were like, I don't get in the office at 4 a.m. and I don't work 20 hours. I, I get in at like 9. I, I work till like 7. And then I don't fuck up dumb shit. I just don't get it. I also have, I have Harbaugh on here too. But I do want to say one thing about John Harbaugh. Like I thought he called a really stupid game. Like let Lamar kind of like freelance a little bit. He, he had like nine throws through three quarters or something and like, you know, he averaged like 22 throws a game. Like, let, let him throw the freaking ball. But not going to Flacco when, like, Ravens fans who all week were so confident that Lamar was going to, like, just roll up the Chargers were like, oh, my God, we got to put in Flacco, which was so stupid. Like, Flacco sucks, okay? Yeah. There's no way they were winning the game with Lamar Flacco. Jackson, like, Lamar Jackson is essentially your future now, especially if you can develop him. So why would you take him out and blow that for what? I just decided I can't start pulling this guy. and Like, we can't have Flacco come back in. We're moving on. From it's not Flacco. like Brady's coming in and he's like 44 or something. You know what I mean? It's Joe Flacco. <laughs> that was what I that was what I appreciated about Harbaugh. And then one other fade just for you, Smalls. I am so tired of like lame ass other fans. And this is this is me as a guy who's not really rooting for the Eagles anymore, but like just lame fans who every single time the Eagles like get in their mentions or like are on TV, like being like, Oh man, the Eagles booed Santa Claus. Like, all right, man. Like yeah, we're literally forty years off we're forty years off that now. Like fine Eagles fans are dicks, all right? It's hundred percent true. Most fans but like are. But like, let's let's stop with the Santa Claus like references, okay? Like, this is we're we're, we're past this now. All right, I'm if you, you want to insult Eagles fans, like, let's let's pick up the other things. But anyway, all right, Bart, your your fade before we get into picks. Two quick ones. I've had an iPhone six for a long time. As soon as I get to Santa Clara, the thing stops charging. I got an iPhone seven. Yeah, not a big deal until I'm flying home and I realize no wireless headphones with me. Need a headphone adapter. This fade's probably three, four years old, but why would you decide to get rid of the headphone jack? Come on. More money. The second one, yeah, apparently. I got to buy one of those today. The second one, 
don't fly if you have kids under like seven or eight years old. Just stay at home or drive to your destination. If you're flying with kids, odds are I do not like you. Yeah, didn't your phone come with the headphone adapter? I thought they all the iPhone 7s came with one little adapter. I'm going to fade myself next week when I check the box after <laughs> we're done with this. And it's sitting in the box. If, if that happened, I was miserable for a five-hour flight for no reason. All right, let's, uh, let's do picks. Uh, this week, just because there's a lot of games, a couple different options. You want to take all the games? Sure. You want to take totals? Great. Uh, if not, we're going to put in you can take two props as well. So hopefully we aren't on everything. So when you give your prop – just give what the price is on it, okay? So mostly it would be right around like uh, minus 110 is what we're going to try to be at. But if you have one that's like pretty close to minus 110, that's good too. Uh, or if you have one that's a plus like a big winner, we can take that as well if you want to like really gamble. But uh, Bart, why don't you go over our individual records really quick and what our record was last week. No need to recap it, but Smalls is in the lead because I had a terrible week again. Yeah, 6-7-2 and two last week. Smalls 52-40, and 40, two games up on Tyler. Six and a half up on me, so there's still a little bit of time for us to catch Smalls. One forty-eight and thirty as a group with ten pushes. Guys, that's impressive. I just want to say You've that. Been, yeah, I've been doo doo lately. Yeah, we picked two hundred eighty-eight games and we're eighteen games over five hundred. That's yeah, pretty that good. Is, that is pretty good. I don't know how All we right. ended up last year, but it was not like this. We, were, if we were, we were over five hundred, it wasn't. We were a couple Go units ahead. up. Just like a couple of units couple. up. Just, yeah, just a couple of units up. All right, Smalls. What's your first one, buddy? All right. Let, let me lead it off. I'm just going to – I'm going to roll down my NFL uh, picks for you here, and I'm going to start off right away with the Colts. I told you guys I think this is, this is the upset that uh, is going to happen outright, but I'll take the five points. I love the Colts in this spot against a really weak Chiefs defense. And, you know, my boy Andy, it's just another year where he's just not going to make it. So I'm taking the Colts and Andrew Luck, and I think they're going to end up keeping this one close and winning by a field goal, 31-28. All right, I'm going to stay in this game. I do think, Smalls, if you think this is outright, Colts plus 195 on the money line is a, re- is a really good bet on this one. Uh, it's a good value. Yeah, I'm going to take the over. It's a big number. I'm going to take the over 57. I do think that these guys can move the ball. I love when Andrew Luck gets in a shootout. It's a lot of fun, and we know both these teams can do that. So I'm going to take the over 57 and just assume that the final score is going to be like 35-28. Bart? 35-28 who? But I don't, I don't actually know who's going to win. I, I, think the, I think the Chiefs are going to win. I might come back and also take the Chiefs minus five. But we'll see. Right, for right, right let's, now, let's I'm just – go with that. I – I'm also on this game. I've got the Chiefs minus five. I just think it's a different Chiefs team with Mahomes and not Smith. The Chiefs are getting a little healthy. Sammy Watkins should be back. Uh, I don't know. I just I just like the Chiefs here. Yeah, uh, and then I'm I'm taking the Cowboys getting seven points. I hate the Cowboys, but I think seven points is a lot for uh, a team like the Rams who haven't been as electric offensively. Um, or haven't been playing as well. I think the Cowboys, what they have to do, the real keys of the game, is get their running game going, which can be difficult against Aaron Donald in that front. But Ezekiel Elliott, you know, get some yards. They move the ball. They first down. They control the pace a little bit. I think this game's going to be a lot closer than, you know, the seven points kind of indicates. 
Um, you know, hopefully the Rams win, but I could easily see Dallas Cowboys win in this game. All right. I'm going to also stay in this game and I'm going to take the opposite side. Uh, one thing I will say, and we don't do it on this show, but if you are able to do this, I would buy half a point and buy this down to six and a half. Okay. But we don't do that. You're on the Rams. Definitely. Yeah. I would buy this down to six and a half, but for the sake of the show, I'm going to take the Rams minus seven. I, I've said this all year. I just the Cowboys are just not that good, and they're not that good on offense. So their defense needs to come up with these monster performances, which they have done of late. I just don't think they're going to do it in LA. I, I understand that this is a home game. I, I get it. If Jared Goff was going to play in cold weather, if he was coming to Philly, I would be all over betting against the Rams. But if it's a nice sunny California day in LA, I think the I think the Rams win this one going away. I think we're losing sight a, a little bit of the Cowboys. I, I told you this before, the Seahawks very overrated on the road. This was a game that it didn't look like the Seahawks should have really even been in. So I'm gonna take the Rams, but minus seven on the show. But like I said, if, if you get an option and this goes down to six and a half, you can buy it to six and a half, absolutely do that. Bart. Tyler, I hate to break it to you. Being in California this weekend, it wasn't that warm. This is a night game. And to me, you look at this game and you see Jason Garrett on one side, you see McVay on the other, and that's why you're on the Rams. I'm with Smalls here. I don't hate the money line if you want the 280. I'll take the seven points. I think this is probably going to go up to seven and a half because with the Rams right now, you're laying 119 or 120. So if, if you're a Dallas better, I'm waiting till day of the game. If you're on the Rams, buy that half a point right now and get it to six and a half before it goes up. But I, I got Dallas. Plus hold seven. on a second, Bart. Also, small. So hold on one second. Santa Clara is like five hours from LA, by the way. So their weather is completely different. Yes, I, I, I know. Okay, it's... go ahead, small. <laughs> you know, you got to give all the reasoning. And try, try as hard as we can. But you guys know where I'm going. My third game, my final game. It's the Eagles on the road, getting eight points. I'll take all those eight points because the Eagles are going to win this game. But if they do lose, if there is a last-second field goal, we still win the bet, and that's what I'm counting on. I just, you know, I see a different team. I see a team. I feel the magic. It's in the tip of my fingers. And I was, I had deja vu the other night. I was looking at the tip of my fingers, and I was going, what's that little glow in them? What's that little magic? Is that, am I, should I call a doctor? No. You know what that was? That was deja vu from last year. I saw the same little magic in my tips of my fingers. The birds have it. Their defense is playing better. All the reasons they're going to look at that film, they're going to prepare, and they're going to have extra motivation to go into New Orleans who embarrass them this year and beat the hell out of New Orleans States. And by beat the hell, do you really, do you just really three need points. extra motivation to get up for a playoff game? Oh yeah. Oh, I, oh, I think, I think it's personal. I think it makes it personal, Bart. If you've ever played in a game and there's a personal beef, it, it's scary what can happen. It's scary what kind of shots you can take. And I guarantee the Eagles are going to take their shots. If Michael Thomas is running over the middle, someone's going to go in and spear his ass because they're sending a message. It's a different type of game, baby. My, my favorite thing about Smalls' picks is that he acts like the team is listening and it's like a pump-up speech as he gives his reasoning for why he's going to bet American <laughs> dollars on them. Also, by the way, speaking... I mean, they, speaking know that Mike, they know that Mike Loxley listened la- last week, so maybe maybe Doug's listening this week. Dabo had the, the, the Clemson Tigers watch Rocky Three in, in comparison to... or in preparation for the... For Alabama, don't you think Bama's more like Drago? Like, isn't Bama more Rocky Four than Clubber Lang? Um, 
I don't know. Rocky three though, you kind of get the, you know, the, it's this unstoppable force and Rocky gets really smacked in the mouth and they're kind of, you got to look at yourself in the mirror. Clemson proved they are not Russia. They're like a lower tier country than that. They're, they're not like the big evil enemy anymore. I thought they were that. All right. Let me go to my, let me go to my not, third. Not anymore. Yeah. Okay. Let me go to my third. Rocky, Rocky didn't knock Drago out in the fourth round, Tyler. That's true. He did. He did not. Uh, all right. My third. I'm going to go to Foxborough. I'm going to take the over of 45 and a half. I know the weather's bad. I think the Patriots are prepared for this. I actually think the Chargers will be okay in this game. I'm a little wary of the number. I did want to throw a trend out there. Underdogs are 15 and one in the last three rounds of the playoffs. So I'm hesitant to, to lay any points. I do also like the Pats in this spot too, basically because of what Bart said. I don't love. I mean, the Chargers two weeks in a row get the one o'clock East Coast game. It feels like the fixed job is in for them. Like that—that that seems so unfair. But I'm gonna actually just take the over, and I'll—I'll I'll get it. That was set before they knew who the Pats were playing. No, no, I, I know the Pats that. were already in the. Yeah, I know that. I know. That. I'm just saying it. It feels like it's shitty. And I'm gonna give my other my first prop real quick because it's in this game. I'm gonna go Brady over 25 completions. It's minus 118 right now. They just throw a ton of short passes. Like I'm—I was stunned that the number was this low. Because I, I just don't think the Pats really want to just run it. I think they're going to use a ton of short passes. I love like Edelman's over as well. I don't I don't know what the number is because I didn't pick that one. But Brady over 25 completions in this game. And then I'm also going to take the over of 45 and a half, which seems stupid in the snow. But I think I think this is going to be a, a higher scoring game. I, I really do. I think it's going to be 31-24 or something like that. Bart? Did Clemson really watch Rocky 3? I didn't see that. Yeah, I, I read it. I, I tried to stay away from all things Dabo Sweeney the last couple of days, but you can't avoid the guy. He's everywhere. Were you saying it should be more like Rocky Four just because I tweeted out the uh, picture of throw the damn or the gif of throw the damn towel? No, I was just saying that because I thought that they would consider Bama to be more more like uh, Russia than they would Clever Lang. But I, I get it, Dabo. You right, know, he... anyway. <laughs> Go ahead. All of your Eagle friends, including Smalls, can thank me for this. They've played four playoff games in the last year plus of the show. Who have I picked in those four games? All the favorites, which are not the Eagles. All the favorites. What am I going to do this Picking week? Pick a favorite. Pick the favorite. We're taking the Saints minus the eight. What Nick Foles has done is amazing. I think it ends this week. I've got a prop in this game. Nick Foles over 314 passing yards. That one's minus 118. I can't believe I'm going to say this. We, I, I, I will do this. I always insult Smalls when his bets are bad. It seems insane to take eight points in the playoffs. I'm not saying it can't cover. It seems it seems absolutely asinine to lay eight points in this spot, but that's fine. What what did Great. did you take over or under the 314 Bart? Sorry, I it didn't hear. Over. I think they're going to be playing from behind all game, and Foles is going to be slinging it around. Yeah. Okay. It's a good one. So, all right. So I'm going to give you my two props here. Um, and what this is, is going to be, you know, great bets by me. They're going to be guaranteed locks. And there's a value one to start off. So in the Colts game, uh, the Chiefs and the Colts, I'm taking Eric Ebron, two plus touchdowns at a plus 350 value. And I'll tell you why. Kansas City's one of the worst teams at defending uh, tight ends. They've given up. 87 receptions and 1,000 yards, but that's not really what I'm concerned about. They've given up the second most touchdowns to tight ends at 10 touchdowns. Their defense is abysmal. Andrew Luck loves Eric Ebron. Eric Ebron 
is going to light it up this week. That's the difference maker. That also goes back to my picks. Take it two plus touchdowns. That's a plus three fifty mark. Give us, give us your, yeah, and give your last I'll give one. You my, I'll give you my, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll give it to you. I'm getting to it. It's the, it's in the Eagles game. That's what I know, and it's going to be Nick Foles. And I'm going to tell you right now. When's the last time? I'll ask you guys. When did Nick Foles last play in a dome? In in the playoffs, Minnesota. Ooh, Minnesota. Was he playing Minnesota, Tyler? Oh, uh, yeah. Didn't they play Minnesota in the uh, NFC Championship? Oh, oh, that was at, at Philly. I was asking about the dome. What was where the game was the, after that? Where was the Super Bowl? Ooh, was it in Minnesota? Oh, yeah, there yes, we go. it okay. was in Minnesota. Ooh, three plus touchdowns for Nikki Foles at a plus one forty four value. The guy's going to be slinging it. He's got weapons. They're figuring it out. They're continually using Dallas Goddard a little more. You got Dallas Goddard, Zach Ertz, Alshon's. Everyone's motivated. They're stretching the field. Golden Tate's back in the mix. I mean, this is a guaranteed lock of three plus touchdowns. I might even encourage some people. Some people, if you want to take a walk on the wild side, to take four plus at plus four hundred, but leave it at three plus plus one forty four. It's a lock. All right, my last one. I'm going to take Melvin Gordon catches. I'm going to take five plus. It's plus one twenty five. I, I think that this is going to be a game where Melvin Gordon is a little bit healthier. I think they're going to have to get the ball in the hands of their playmakers a ton, and I think that Melvin is going to get a ton of touches. So we're going to go both of our props in the uh, Patriots game, but we're going to go Melvin Gordon five plus catches at plus one twenty five. Bart, your last one. Kind of going in opposite direction of Tyler. I've got a Melvin Gordon prop. I'm going under on eighty one rush yards. I did not like how he looked at the end of that Ravens game. I didn't like that he twisted now his other knee up. They said it's a similar injury though. He's going to play. I don't know how long he's going to last. Yeah, I think they're going to give him less carries out of shotgun, which is why I, I thought they would try to get him on the move. So maybe maybe we both hit these. It's it's possible. I, I, this this game is going to be really interesting. All right, let's recap them real quick and get out of here. Smalls, your five? Uh, yeah, my five. It's going right to the playoffs. I'm taking the Colts uh, getting five on the road against the Chiefs. I'm taking the Cowboys getting seven on the road against the Rams. And I'm taking the final road dog, the Eagles, getting eight against the Saints. And then for my props, I'm taking Eric Ebron, two-plus touchdowns at a plus-350 marker. And then I'm taking Nick Foles, throwing three-plus touchdowns uh, at plus-144. I think Smalls is going to make some money off his props. I'm not sure why. That Ebron that Ebron one is really good. All right, I have the... Uh... I have the Colts and Chiefs over 57. I have the Patriots and Chargers over 45 and a half. I have the Rams minus seven against Dallas. Buy that down to six and a half if you can. I have Tom Brady over 25 completions at minus uh, 118. And then I have Melvin Gordon over five catches, and that's actually plus 114. Bart? Chiefs minus five, Cowboys plus seven in a brisk LA night. I looked, it's going to be a low of 50 degrees. Ooh, that's great. Ooh, that's perfect for tiny small hands. hands. Perfect for tiny hands. I don't know. Small hands. Saints minus eight. Nick Foles over 314 passing yards and Gordon under 81 rush yards. I closed it out, but I think Gordon was minus 115. Foles was 118 or 119. 
minus one fourteen for for Melvin on that one. But uh, one fourteen. Let's go with that. When when we turn the when we turn the TV on on uh, what is it Saturday night and Nick Foles has one of those little hand warmers on like in his pants and he's got like his hands tucked in. I'll know that this was a terrible bet, especially when it's like fifty three degrees and I'm like, this guy's so soft. Just feels colder. Just feels colder when you're in Cali. Yeah, I heard that. There's some wind, right, coming off the bay uh, in L.A., small, in uh, L.A. Bart. That's that's what you were saying earlier. So, <laughs> I have all right, no that's idea. it for us this week. Uh, as always, if uh, you send us five picks and you get all five right, I'll send you a koozie. Uh, we are at Create Your Shot on Twitter, at Create Your Shot Pod on Instagram, at Create Your Shot on Facebook, and Create Your Shot at gmail.com. Send us an email, reach out, let us know what you think. You leave us five star reviews. Do the same thing. Send it to me. I'll send you a koozie free of charge. Uh, and that's about it. I hope every, Oh no, wait, I'm on the underdog NBA show every Thursday with Zandrick Ellison. So if you want to hear me cry about the wizards and, and talk about Tom Thibodeau getting fired, it's uh, always a good show. And Smalls and I are still going strong every single Tuesday this past week, Chad O'Donnell from Capital Elite Agency. So if you're looking on how to get your next job, really good guy to listen to. So that's it for us this week. Thanks everyone for listening. And I hope uh, everybody picks winners.